Thank you for joining me on Heron's Home Podcast. This is your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? Yeah, let's go ahead and get into it today. I just want to start out real quick with a RIP to Pop Smoke. Another young black rapper died way too young. Yeah, man. He was 20 years old. That's way too young. Yeah, man. And his music... He had he had a, a real unique sound coming out of Brooklyn, and he had a lot ahead of him. And once again, they die so young; it's before they give us their best. And he was giving us some fire, man. And so, just definitely want to send out some condolences to his family and his fans. Um, yeah, it's a big issue right now, man, because this is what they keep telling them to do: get out the hood. Stop being around the people who 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 are going to lead you down these paths. Yeah, you know what I mean. He moved from Absolutely. Brooklyn in Hollywood Hills, gets robbed and killed. You know what I mean. And that, yeah. that I don't know what I'm not. I don't know of him because I don't follow his social media. Yeah, I'm not. So I don't know him. Familiar with him either. I don't know his his like uh his persona. Um, his music was very aggressive, uh, with the name like Pop Smoke. <laughs> and I'm not saying that that is a reason to stigmatize him. I'm only saying that in an absence of information going on what what he presented to the world, he had a very aggressive posture. And I don't know if that ran into heat in in Cali. I just don't know. I I, I would hate to think that he had be follow him all the way from New York, but. I'm looking forward to knowing more about this situation. Um, but yeah, just want to start out with a with a quick uh shout out to his fans and family and hopefully um so, something could be learned from this. You know what I mean? Cuz Yeah, RIP, man. Yeah. But alrighty, let's go ahead and start out with uh, what I've been watching. Um, I watched a really interesting documentary that Carolina put me onto, um, and I watched two really good interviews um, on YouTube. So I'll start with the documentary. It's called "What's Eating America." It's on public television. I'm not sure. I want to say it's on CBS, mm-hmm. but um, she streamed it for me on um, on the laptop. So I'm not sure what um, network it was on. But it's uh, with Andrew Zimmern. And it's really interesting. It's pretty much chronicling from farm to table food in America, but it's like going all the way and it's detailing the lives of the people who work on the farms. That sounds pretty interesting. It's really interesting. And yes, there is an issue with a rich white guy talking to poor migrant workers about you know, the dangers of their life, knowing that he is putting putting them in danger That's with them being funny. undocumented and coming on this show. Um, but I think he he handles it mindfully. And I really want to believe that they are protecting the identities of the people in the documentary. Yeah, um, I hope so as well. But That'll it's be. really good. It's really good. And really, I learned like how vitally important this migrant work is to the food system. Like Americans just refuse to, to do the work. They refuse to do the work. They literally fled like this one woman um, that they were interviewing. Uh, she runs a crabbing um, uh, operation. So they, they, they trawl for the crabs, then they deshell them, package them, distribute them the whole nine. She employs, I think 105 people in a town that has 165 people. God damn. 
So if she did not employ migrant workers, it literally, the entire town would have to shut down, which she could employ them, but literally nothing else would happen in the town. So it's a quandary. You know what I mean? That's pretty funny. Because people fled to go to cities and move to bigger towns and things like that. Um, So it, it really puts her into a position where she needs these people. She, they just need bodies there. Yeah. And I'm not sure if they've gone out of their way to try to attract Americans to these jobs. You know what I mean? Because I do know, I, I, I do feel like there is an insufficient amount of promotion of these jobs because while they're not, like they don't require the skills that you learn in school it is still very skilled labor like to for somebody to to be able to shuck crabs at a very high rate to yeah. do anything at a high mm-hmm. rate of productivity requires skill it just is what it is that's no at matter how least, menial the task time is to get consistent yes and so um i don't know if the country has done a good job of trying to redistribute the the worker base back to other tasks that generally need it, like agriculture and farming. The USDA is piss poor in doing their job in that respect. But um, the migrant labor is doing a great job of supplementing that. We're not doing a great job of welcoming them to do so. But the, the migrant labor there it, it, are nothing but a boon to that area and so yeah it was a great documentary i highly recommend it definitely check that out and it's very eye-opening um and just it was interesting they so he wanted to find out where the food in the congressional cafeteria comes from (laughs) and there was no way for him to to find that out they actually would not release those records and the usd refused so what he did is that he booked it for an event that's and then really got to when he was there, he got to see the products and talk to the people making it directly. <laughs> and that's Suckers. what I'm saying. Like, I love that. I love that. Like, Suckers. you know, like, hey, you know what? I got the money. Like, you don't have to tell me, but my money does speak pretty loudly. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's and that malicious just, compliance. Mm-hmm, yeah, and so it was. It was great uh, to watch him actually go through it and find out what the food uh, was that they were making, and then track it back to the farms and agricultural um facilities that it was being produced at that's pretty crazy really well done just i was and it's crazy because you know this it where i was at it didn't address like the center of america in the areas where they have these huge industrial agriculture plants and that's a whole another story onto itself but yeah definitely check that out i think it'll be uh quite informative uh you said that's called uh, what's eating america right yeah what's eating america and uh, so the interviews that I checked out was Joe Budden with Big Sean, which was a phenomenal interview, and Talib Kweli with John Forte. Nice. Yeah, man. I haven't heard John Forte in ages. Well, evidently he had gone to jail for some time. Ah, uh, that'll do it. Yeah, you know, and his story is riveting. He's extremely articulate. Always been. I've uh, I was I was blown away because. He went away right when I was getting into my musical awakening, really. And so he wasn't... I listened to a lot of music that he produced, but after he was gone 
and not able to like be there as somebody who's out there, you know, uh, yeah. being the face of his music. I and still so. remember his um, album Poly Sci from back in the day. Yes, I yeah. want to get that album. Yes, I, 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 it was a great album. To this day, there's still songs from that album that I jam. And he's doing um another uh, another album, but yeah, nice. just and they had a great discussion on religion. It's just one of the. I really feel a kindred spirit with him. He's somebody who I'd love to just sit down and talk to. You know what I mean? Just yeah, he seems just just to, just to philosophize with because yeah. I feel, I feel like he has cultivated a, a genuine philosophy, one and one that he lives by. You know what I mean? And that's the difference just between politics and philosophizing is that you don't live by your politics. Most people don't. Um, but when you really internalize a philosophy, it governs the way that you behave. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. Yep. And, and I feel like mm -hmm. he's somebody who really embodies that. And so, yeah, that was a great interview. Highly recommend dope. it. Talib and Jasmine Lee did a great job. Again, they're really good interviewers. Um, but yeah, um, and the Joe and Big Sean interview was amazing. Just I haven't seen Big Sean. I've always been a Big Sean fan. And so seeing him come back, but I never consumed all of that uh, social media stuff, like all the YouTubes and all that stuff. I just consumed his music. Right. So when he stopped being as, as prolific as he was, it, I noticed it. Right. Same. And so now that he's coming back in, when he talked to Joe, it was just, it reaffirmed so many things that, that I believed about the industry. Um, one of the big things that I got from it is the lack of A&Ring in the industry is to the detriment of the artists. It's the only people who really detriment from it because, you know, as fans, we'll listen to whatever is given to us as that's right BPM. But for the artists who are trying to create, genuinely create and not be formulaic, that comes from life experiences. But when you make all of your money touring, where do your life experiences come from? And so it catches up to you where you've made music about all the life experiences that you think are relevant. And the only life experiences that you haven't really rapped about are the touring, but that's not what you want to rap about. So what do you do? And so Big Sean stepped away. And that's what I've... And man, just the way he carried himself the whole time, like definitely watch the interview. He just, just he, he made decisions, even if even if he was struggling the, while he was going through them, he made good decisions for himself. Yeah. And so, in the end, Big Sean will will be balling ad infinitum, and so <laughs> he can could jump back in and out of the game when he wants because he's set up right. And so, yeah, Big Sean really killed that interview with Joe, um, Joe and Joe. Man, he really is, is is becoming one of the goats. Like when like as as a creative in this space, I absolutely look up to him as like one of those OGs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, all absolutely. right. He he's he's trend setting. He is industry making. He is you know what I mean. He's making. He's being a creative at the same time in that space. Salute. And so uh, yeah, he did a just a great job relating to to Big Sean in the interview, uh, posing questions, giving Sean the space to talk when he wants to. Because and one thing I noticed during the interview is that Sean's a very slow talker. He when he speaks and he's expressing himself and he's trying to be genuine. He, he speaks very methodically and Joe was real patient. He's not like, and that's something that I even struggle with is like giving people the time to speak at their pace. You know what I mean? And yeah. just, 
it, it was so evident that he put that work in. You know what I mean? So, yeah, just kudos to them. Great interviews. Yeah, sounds very like entertaining. a good listen. Yeah, I highly recommend them. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's go off into some gaming news first because we have a couple topics and then we'll move on into some more entertainment. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, Sony has recently patented a very insidious idea called Hint Mechanics, which is a voice-activated service inside of games that is centered on the platform itself, not the game. So no longer... Are the microtransactions going to be in the games? They're going to be situated on the platform. So it doesn't even matter what games that you 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 try to consume. The microtransactions will be built into the Sony platform. And the way a hint mechanic works is that the Sony's onboard voice, voice recognition will automatically try to prompt you whenever it has discerned that you have died in the same spot too many times offering you items that are correspond to the place in the game where you are allowing you to bypass the game mechanics and just purchase them through micro microtransactions directly now this is extremely insidious and this is going to trick so many children yep that's pretty much the main people who's going into, to get the show. into into partaking in this and so if this ever sees the light of day i will destroy any sony object that i have mm -hmm. i will no longer support that is the most predatory thing you could do to a video game system yep. it's, it's like literally then the designers just have to design obstacles that are too hard for you to get by but you already know that's that's what's going to happen there's no then they have to then they will that's how yep. that happens because they will they will use that to generate more income so that pretty much means that I'm just never going to get another Sony system if that's that's how they're playing shit cuz that's yeah, crazy. That's a shame. Now, I mean let's magical Christmas land. Let's hope that they purchase this patent to shelve it. Lol. I mean, I know. That's that's completely Yeah, unfortunately CEOs tend to um shareholders, CEOs and shit tend to you know, maybe they'll just park it and then, you know, only use it if in the most dire of circumstances and God forbid that hopefully never happens. Yeah, uh, there was also some um, some news that I had because uh, uh, the guys from Bioware, at least uh, not all of them, but a couple of the heads, lead writers from Mass Effect and uh, Knights of the Old Republic, they actually created a new studio teaming up with Wizards of the Coast called Archetype Entertainment. And uh, yeah, um, that sounds pretty exciting. You know what I'm saying? They're um, uh, a game development studio in Austin, Texas, led by veterans from Bioware and other AAA studios. So, And right now they're hiring and hopefully they're trying to... I'm assuming from what it sounds like, they're trying to do like Mass Effect, but without the... They're doing video games? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because with the Wizards of the Coast, typically they, they invest in video game adaptions of card games. Yeah, but they they announced their new project and they said well not they announced but their idea for the new project they said it's going to be sci-fi so i'm pretty excited about that yeah i mean i'll 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 patiently wait to see what comes out of there i don't have a lot of faith in wizards of the coast they're a very corporate and uh corporate entity and they i i don't i the communities that they foster aren't communities that i generally want to be part of and right. so i mean maybe this will be its own ip onto itself and it won't yeah. and it won't uh cross over too much with all of the the magic the gathering stuff and all that but 
I don't think it will. There seems to be like a lot of those guys specifically left like um, EA because it had um oh not EA but they left um Bioware and um who was it I think it's Activision that owns them but they left them specifically because the the corporate influence wasn't allowing them to make the types of games that they wanted to make because they were focusing on making. Well, you know, we, we've seen what's happening. So that's yeah, a lot of reason why a lot of those guys The games that Wizards of the Coast make are not much better. I mean, we'll see. All we can do is just, like, uh, wait and see, you know what I mean? But I'm fairly excited because seeing what happened with the last Mass Effect is just... And, and I, I would be frightened that Wizards of the Coast would be worse. Because they're really <laughs> bad about monetization. Like, if you look at the monetization that they put behind, like, Magic the Gathering, yeah. boy, is it exploitative. Yeah. It's bad, man. I think it's just one of those... Um, um, I think it's just another one of those parent company, baby company things, and they specifically said they're going to keep the dick out of, their dick out of the pot. So we'll see how that goes. Hey, but yeah, we can go into some uh, entertainment news. Um, there's only a couple of things, but um, I did notice that Drake is uh, doing a partnership with Caffeine to distribute battle rap. Nani, what? What's happening? <sighs> Now, now everyone's like, oh, why is everyone mad at Drake for getting into battle rap and all of this stuff? <laughs> and it's like, see, this is my it's issue. Right, the battle is rapper. Drake has no pride. He has not. He's not the kind of person to come in and want to uphold the pride of battle rap. So anything that he could do to make money will be done. And so the integrity of battle rap will go away. So where you get people who are really empowered to go and, 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 and spit fire bars, they're not going to do that because you're looking at corporate sponsors with Drake. Yeah. You're not looking at, like, Smack TV. Smack. So now you're going to have to worry about censorship in the raps. Then God forbid Chinese money touches. I'm just joking. <laughs> but, um, like, you know, you know, Drake is going to, to corporate to add a corporate influence into to whatever he touches it's what he does you know what i mean that's why he's such a cash cow because he he knows how to bring that corporate structure to these random quote-unquote urban uh cultural phenomenons yeah and distribute them palatably to white people battle rap ain't palatable to white people last time a white person said n-word in a battle rap he got punched in the face so you know what i mean i don't yeah, that's pretty funny you know i don't I don't see Drake touching battle rap as a good thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now I do want to see battle rap elevate. I just don't want to have to see it hold the devil's hand to do so. <laughs> and so Damn, so that's a harsh criticism of Drake though. No, nah, Drake, Drake is a corrupting influence for sure. Now, I mean, don't get me wrong. He does his thing. I, I don't wish him ill. I don't want him to be poor. I just got to recognize that, you know, the th people don't really flourish around him. Okay. Drake flourishes, you know what I mean? A few a handful of people around him flourish, but but Drake Drake don't really like you know that that whole God's plan thing where he's throwing money at people, it's like, come on, man. I mean How that's disrespectful is that clearly just music video shit. Thank you. Really. It's like, yo, that money was given to him for by, by the label to make a music video. He spent and guess what? All the money he saved on the production of that low budget ass video, that's he got hard. got in cash and gave to people. Okay. I don't find that to be generous. It's taking the label's money and giving it to people. 
But anyway, sorry, this didn't. This isn't a Drake. <laughs> it's not a Drake being disingenuous discussion. This is why Drake shouldn't be in battle rap, which is partially because he's disingenuous. Right. I was gonna say, <laughs> but yeah, it, I just I I really hope because I I love what I've seen Joe doing trying to promote battle rap with his platform, and in that respect, I hope that it can gain some traction, but. I don't know if this whole Drake caffeine partnership is going to be the healthiest thing for. Battle Just rap. to be sure, caffeine is not another rapper, right? That's not somebody's stage no, name. No, I believe okay. that's a, a platform, like a digital platform. I thought you meant caffeine, like the drug, like he's got some Drake five hour oh, energy no, no, thing no, no, going no, no, on. No. Like caffeine, the name of a digital platform. Oh man, like I'm old shit. Just be happening, okay. So there's a caffeine digital platform. What is it? Is it like title or something? What, what I'm, I'm assuming that? it's 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 a content distribution platform. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. I've never used one of these battle rap apps that they try to there promote them. Battle rap apps. I think so. Like, I, I and I only know through it secondhand through what I've heard from from Joe. But they were talking about how the last battle rap was disseminated on some form of digital platform. And so they're they're trying to step that's it up, and, yeah. and and that's why yeah. I support this Use wholeheartedly. The technology, man, do it. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, just just be careful, be careful, because I I just have a burning suspicion. Like Drake reminds me a lot of Bloomberg. <laughs> like yeah. he, he talks real nice to your face, but I have a burning suspicion that behind your back he has a certain vitriol towards you that's that's probably not and and he and and he feels that way towards anyone who could ever possibly compete with him so creating a, a platform for other artists to do well doesn't feel like it's in drake's wheelhouse for me <laughs> i see but that's that's just me that's just me but yeah i don't know i just always want to be mindful of the people that that are making big moves you know what i mean because yeah definitely and did you hear Big Daddy Kane talking about Eminem is the Kobe of rap? Too soon. I'm not. I'm not even sure what the context. I, I like. I heard the statement, and I'm not even sure why he said it. Doesn't matter. It's too soon. Right? Like, I, I, like any. Well, I don't know if any comparison to Kobe is too soon, but Eminem is definitely way too soon. Yeah. Like if if you have a hot take wanting to compare some of the Kobe, let's like give it a couple more weeks. Yeah, you feel me? Like let it rest right now. Just just it's not that hot. It can wait another month or so. And I know I I feel bad because I, I a lot of these older guys who want to stay relevant aren't stupid, and so they know they're starting to learn how to be savvy just to get people's attention to manipulate the twitters. Yeah, and so. I don't know if he was making a clip. You know what I mean? I would hope that Big Daddy Kane is not the type to use, you know what I'm saying, a fallen great's name for some clout. Yeah. I hope he's above that. But, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that just struck me as weird, weird. It is um, a very odd statement. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear other people's opinion on that. I don't know if I just, well, I, I wouldn't describe him as the Kobe of rap. But I don't know enough about basketball to make a decent. Well, analogy, so. I would say Kobe is definitely a uh, a top five of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And course, so, course, I, I, me personally, I don't put Eminem in my top five of all time of rappers. And so that's why I personally don't think that it's inappropriate. Because even if you're going to say it's and it is opinion, so I, I can't attack his opinion. He has <laughs> every right to that opinion. But 
if I'm just being he said it in public. So I, no, no, no. He said it in public. So as a public statement, it is deserving of whatever critiques come there thereof. Definitely and my critique, the side eye. you know, and my my critique is that okay, if you want to be based on opinions, Kobe could be anywhere in your top five, in it, and I'm pretty sure everybody would concede that he belongs to be somewhere in there. And I just don't know if that same consensus can be drawn about Eminem being in the so top five. So you're saying like Eminem is like the uh, uh, Dennis Rodman of uh, wow. of uh, basketball? What's wrong with Dennis Rodman? Dennis Rodman got rings, bro. Come on, son. He does have rings. Dennis Rodman is a North Korean ambassador, okay? he's. He I don't know if that's official. I don't know if that's official. He has a cop. I don't know if he puts okay? that on his CV if that's going to fly. But um, no, nah, I, I I would I I would say Eminem's a top ten. I would put him in my top ten. I see. So like the Iverson. Yeah, like Iverson is amazing. Yeah, okay, boom. I like that. Okay, that works. See? He's the white Iverson. Eminem is the white Iverson <laughs> of of rap. That works. That works. But definitely, I don't That's know if I'm going to put him with the Kobe. Yo, so I've been trying to use Twitter, okay? Well, and so I was advised to once in a while click on the trending. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I saw on the trending thing, it's it, it would, uh, the term Allah Iverson was trending, like Allah is an Arabic word for God. Okay, okay. And I clicked on it, it's this video of this Arabic girl just like crossing, just like, <laughs> I mean, dribbling like crazy. And I'm just like, all right, this, <laughs> okay, this is why I need to that stay the fuck dope. away from Twitter because that, that was, dope. it was hilarious. But I was like, oh no, okay, this, that's, this is, it's a rabbit hole. Yeah, it's a sure. rabbit hole, exactly. For sure. For sure. I could have kept clicking on all no, kinds no, of it. stuff they're and I'm sure I would have found something to argue with, but I was like, that's... you know what? Funny. Let me just walk away from this while I still have that my cross-up is my deadly. Mind. It was the okay, nah, nah, the, nah, the, little, the, the girl was was handling like a champ. Like her cross was ridiculous. She was using her her frock and everything. <laughs> I was like, yo, okay, can't even tell where it is. Where's it at, Bruh. But it, it was hilarious. We're talking about Eminem is the white Iverson rap. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah let's move on to some social topics before we get into politics today um a lot of weird things happening just like oddball stuff happening okay Um, what's going on so in florida a six-year-old girl was baker acted and the video the, the 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 body cam video of the of the the uh the officer was completely contradictory to what the school statement was naturally so i wanted to go ahead and send a big fuck you to deval county uh school school board for for doing that to this little girl because it was the most racist thing i've ever seen baker act is when they uh lock you up in a mental institution. On, on, in a mental institution right. yeah. because you're a danger to a six-year-old girl i think it's more of an indictment onto the adults who Absolutely. have no clue how to handle yep. children it was so disgusting and the and, and to the officer's defense she was like this is crazy that's why she released the body cam footage because it was out of control that they Baker acted this little girl. Like it, it's so evident that white people have some kind of weird phobia of black people that it's it, it's sad. It's sad when you see someone who is so petrified of the color of your skin that they can't even see a child and see a child. Right? They, they see gotta be like, they see a full grown person who's mentally ill. Like come on. But then again, stuff like this that always gets me is that is that it always continues, right? Like, I can understand a teacher being like, yo, 
I should fucking lock this little kid up in a mental institution. Well, I can't understand it, but I can at least see that. But then to have the cop be like, all right, I guess I have no choice. And then to have it go all the way up until the child is in the mental institution. To the point where the school board releases a statement that the school was in the right. Oh, yeah, that's why I'm saying a big Shock fuck face. you to the vault count. Shock yo, face. this is where Can't I need the soundboard, bro. Yo, season Shock two, I'm getting face. the soundboard on point because, yo, we need to have sound bites for shit bags like this because that's that shit crazy. is out of control. I'm sorry. Dang it. I was doing so good, man. I wasn't cursing. But this is just so, this is so, this makes me so livid to, to, to see that these childcare workers don't know what they're doing. Well, they have no, they have no clue. Yeah, it's like I've been saying, despite what you think. And then the girl's mother couldn't get her out for 48 hours because it was Baker Act. You cannot get that person within 48 hours. So they forced that girl to stay there. And I'm just saying, it is out of control what they do to black people in this country. But anyway, let's move on to the next one. Maybe this one won't be so racially charged. Oh, no, wait. Looks like Illinois swimmer gets arrested for being black in a group of white people. Lol. Yeah. So the Illinois swim team was pulled over on the side of the road after I think they were in Tennessee at a swim meet. I might have gotten the, those details wrong, but what happened next absolutely is what happened. The coach asks the the young man to take a picture of the sign of the town that they're leaving, you know, just as a point of memoro, memorabilia. Mm-hmm. So he's there, he's out of the bus, away from the group, taking the picture. Two state troopers pull over, beat him up, and arrest him saying that he matches the profile of somebody who was in a shooting earlier. What? Now, mind you, at no point does his swim instructor stop Jump them and in say, like that is literally impossible. I have film of this young man swimming in a meet just now. They they, they do nothing well, to help I don't him. Know. Maybe he did it. You know, Maybe he got out of the pool and, and went over to and, and, the And that, and and that once again, they couldn't stop and suspend their disbelief enough to say these cops were wrong because I literally watched this person in my presence for the last umpteen amount of hours while we're at this swim meet. That's pretty crazy. And they just let him arrest him and take him away. And now he has to go file a a lawsuit against them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, with these people, like, at least that's, hopefully that's a consolation. These things are so egregious that at least they'll get a windfall of money for it. I'm hoping. Because, I don't know. That's more than a little bit absurd. It, um, and then just like, come on, man. Like, I don't know how many more stories like this that people have to see before they realize, okay, no, there's a very clear disparity. You know what I mean? Like, it, the fact that there isn't a unanimous consensus of the racism in this country it just blows my mind. Man, why did the black kid have to take the photo? Why couldn't the teacher take the photo? <sighs> I don't know. The, and he's like the first and only black swimmer in that school district for like 30 years and all that stuff the more i hear about the story it's 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 messed up the more everybody seems suspect and i feel like i feel like the swim team probably didn't like him because they were all jealous that he was better than them because he because from that story like nobody jumped up to be like nah hey yeah he can't be a robber but then again i wasn't there so let me not and i didn't read this shit and i don't doubt that they were all like maybe maybe there's something about him we don't know that's why come on man really 
But yeah, that sucks. I I hope he gets millions from that, so he ain't got to swim again. And he can I hope he gets something. Town. Well, I think he likes swimming though. That's the fucked up part. Well, it's hopefully like, he hey. gets to leave the town and he gets to swim where. Yeah, he I hope he gets swim. like a scholarship somewhere to go no, far no, no, away no, no, from no, this no, place. No, I want the scholarship. Fuck that. Give him the money. Oh no! Give yeah, well, the <laughs> in the absence of getting a, a settlement from those police officers for the abuse that he has suffered at his hands, at their hands, he should also get a scholarship for being an exemplary swimmer. I'm sure, but um. Nonetheless, next topic, <laughs> Boy Scouts file bankruptcy amid a, a showering of sexual uh, abuse scandals. And evidently, this is the the tried and true tactic of the Vatican. Yeah, shuffle them around. Multiple uh, other religious affiliations that have similar issues with, with sexual abuse scandals. Like, evidently, like this is like par for the course, like big organizations molest children for decades file for bankruptcy go about their business uh to like dissolve it and be like well nothing to see here well no when it so when they file for bankruptcy what it does is it forces everyone to come to the plate now and then through the bankruptcy bankruptcy filing they will say okay everyone who has a claim come now you get a little they'll get they'll figure out a settlement break them all off and then nobody else can file suit for this particular scandal um into the future um which is bullshit um they should be shut down altogether i mean come on at what point do we realize like just don't don't have a bunch of kids with a bunch of adults that aren't yours just don't do that it's just it's not fundamentally not that not that every person who partakes in that is going to be a pedophile but what ends up happening is is that it attracts pedophiles because it is a a environment in which they are empowered and so if they haven't been caught yet and they can find a way to legally be around these children, they are then given the authority to be able to be around these children without the proper supervision. And that's what enables them. And and, and it's not. And the thing that we're finding out is, is that it's not just the proclivities of some bad guys. It is, unfortunately, that structure where you take powerful men and women, you give them a type of authority that is not questionable and then you put them over the 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 dominion of children and they end up hurting the children it just it happens every time you see it the only kind of healthy you know adult child relationships over long periods of time like that are parents those are the the most beneficial ones and then every other relationship after that is a step away from the best possible relationship for an adult and child and so let's just stop continuing to put a bunch of our children into the care of people who aren't properly vetted what about schools though no schools are trash are you kidding me i'm not putting my kid in a public school you ever see i used to work in 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 a library right next to a public school and so i interface with the children a lot you know 130 of them at a time and it's just not a healthy environment those teachers are terrible the things i hear them say about those i remember one time we were having situations where the kids were being unruly with the librarians and so we contacted the the principal and you know what he said he said call the cops <laughs> the school to prison pipeline ladies and gentlemen and this is in this is a, a this is at at a a school in an affluent neighborhood mm-hmm. i'm just like okay clearly you are incapable of dealing with children i don't understand why you are even a principal but it is what it is. And so, no, yeah, no, the schools are just as bad. No, I wouldn't recommend. I, and, but, you know, 
I don't know. The average person doesn't believe that they have the knowledge of a 12th grade education in the first place. So they don't believe that they can disseminate that kind of information to their children. And so they believe that they're putting them into a place to gain that education. But really, that's not what they're getting. Yeah. Unfortunately, the system is a little broken. Betsy. I mean, yeah. I mean, from the standardized testing being bullshit. To all the tests being racially motivated. I mean, the the, te- the entire system is fundamentally flawed. And because it is so important, nobody wants to criticize it. And I'm sorry, but I'm, I have no problem with saying that 50% of the teachers that I know are shit. They're just like bad teachers. They're, they're, they're not only bad teachers, but they don't have people skills either. That's a big problem. And it's like, how are you in front of children? It's crazy. But anyway, <clears throat> these we have to find better ways of doing it. <clears throat> the Boy Scouts have have just been another case in a long line of cases of of men and women abusing power and we need to figure out what in society is is leading to our inability to effectively exercise power over others. Because no one watches the watch, and I mean, look at the leader. I mean, look exactly. at the Trump. There you go. No one watches the Watchmen because no one is the the people who are watching everybody have no accountability. And that's the that's the damage of a Trump. Is like I don't really think he's that effective of a person, but the example he sets is so toxic. It is very poisonous to the social fabric of this country, and so yeah, I just authorities with impunity you know and 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 look at look at his behavior oh you could just grab him by the pussy and they'll let you when you have money it's an abuse of power situation that's what he's exemplifying there yes it's misogynist it's being expressed through misogyny but the root of his issue is an abuse of power issue and that's a very american thing going on and i i I shouldn't say it's a very american thing it's just it's it it has a particular tinge here because it, it prevails over everything. Absolutely. Like yeah. you go to other countries and and they still have an idea that like some things have to be kept away from those structures. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even the UK realized that privatizing the NHS was probably a bad idea. You yeah, know what, what I mean? was thinking is like um it's uh it, it's very obvious that the sort of the the behavior of the people governing the country is now starting to trickle down to the people in the country in mass. And it's so if the president is shirking his responsibility, how do you then expect uh, a a child or even a teenager? How are you going to convince that teenager that he's supposed to follow the rules when the the quote unquote most powerful person, well, the most powerful person in the land is completely absconding of all the rules? He does whatever he wants, letting all the bad guys out the jail. So it's like, how do you convince someone that? doing the right thing is the right thing because doesn't yeah because when when you have a leader and and maybe and that's why i think a lot of uh like anti-disestablishment structures kind of rail against leaders it's because of the of what happens when bad leaders get into power like this is not a problem with decent leaders not even good leaders just decent leaders it's just when they are bad Mm. boy does this become a shit show you know what i mean but yeah uh i mean (laughs) It'll be interesting because Bernie's at thirty-one percent of the of the vote for the Democratic nomination. So if he possibly gets the nomination and gets elected in, 
it'll be real interesting to test this hypothesis to see if the if those if his ideals start to disseminate backwards. But I think that um, it's a con it's a confluence of factors. Like it's not just the leader, but the media. Absolutely. You yeah. know what I mean? And 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 the the other industries around it that that create general consensus in people's minds, you know, uh, they have to be kind of on board with it. You know what I mean? Like when, because, and, and for better or for worse, the media is, I think, full of poop when they say that they don't agree with Donald Trump's, with Donald Trump's character as a person because well, they, they keep on putting it on the TV. Yeah. They really should. You know what I mean? When they don't like you, they don't put you on TV. That's why Andrew Yang has such a hard time breaking out early. I mean, I don't like you. They don't put you on TV, so like, I believe um, they're disingenuous. Something that you were saying last week when you when you weren't um you weren't sure that one guy was talking about the the race thing, and you were like, "But no, nah, he's such a guy with integrity." I was like, "Nah, bro, there are no stupid people on television in 2020. Mm -hmm. yeah. you feel me? Even if they are stupid and they're on television, they're there for a reason. Someone put oh, yeah. that stupid person there. So I absolutely believe that, like." Yeah, the media has got a huge, huge part to do with it. They've just continued. So, They're pushing a, a It'll a be interesting because if they could, if if they facilitate the the dissemination of Bernie's ideals as fervently as they put Trump's ideals out there, man. Because let me tell you, you only get like negative Trump media from from alternative media, like online stuff like The Hill, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and you know liberal podcasters you know the mainstream media is really i don't, I don't see them as anti-trump i really don't i mean bar msnbc and rachel maddow and and you know the, the extreme left you know what i mean like yeah it's sad because the the moderate left can't present reasonable arguments against him which is sad it's like Wait, so only the extreme end of your party can do it and they can only do it by coming up with the most ridiculous, sensational accusations. We can't just have, you know, the the, the core uh, of the party that's way close to the center say, hey, you know, we don't have to be extremists to say, hey, we don't like that. <laughs> but it, it is what it is. We'll see. Because I'm, I'm really happy to see see Bernie that high. <clears throat> But yeah, uh, last little social topic I'll talk about is um I wanted to uh, to uh, go back to the, the conversation about D Wade and his I guess now it's his daughter he refers to her as okay. Now I was ver I was very open minded with it. I'm glad that that he's doing this publicly so that you know people can can engage with this you know maybe in a in a safe space so that they don't have to to be the first time exposing themselves with their child or whatever. But I have a hard time. So in his conversations, um, in his documentary about the, this particular topic, is it a documentary. Well, it's a documentary about his life in general. Uh, and he talks about this in okay. the documentary. Fair enough. Yeah. And it's part of his life and I'm not mad at him for that. And I, and as I said, I'm very grateful for him to bring, bring this to, to public discourse. Mm -hmm. But he mm -hmm. says that, his son has been telling him this since he was three. And now I have a hard time believing that his son had a healthy understanding of gender, identity, and sexuality at three years old. And so the fact that they have been validating these 
immature thoughts before the child has had an even genuine understanding of what these things are, they've polluted his ability to even interface with them in a normal level because they don't properly understand them, which I understand. It's a very complex um, ideas. The general consensus is still out there. Um, there's a lot of faulty science to mislead people. And so I can understand why in their absence of knowledge, they wanted to be open to their child's, uh, their, their child's feelings. But I believe that they abdicated a substantial part of parenting when you allow a three-year-old to tell you something about their body that they don't properly understand. Now, I'm not saying that you shut them down, but what you do explain to them is that there is a far more nuanced situation happening here, and your body can't be giving you signals if it is still incomplete, and you can't interpret those signals if you don't clearly understand what they are. And so, yes, you have feelings, and they're very diverse, and so... Let's let's keep those in our mind, but there's no reason to be making decisions about the rest of your life anywhere between three and twelve. Yeah, and nor should I, as a parent, time. be telling you to validate things about the rest of your life when you're three through twelve, because you're you're going to spend more of your life not at that age bracket than you will in this that age bracket. And so, while I, I'm remiss to comment on anyone's parenting, um, and I do not want to 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 stigmatize his parenting methods even though i don't agree with them um because i'll be straight up with you people who scrutinize my parenting methods usually get the middle finger and hit the back <laughs> of my neck you know what i mean so I, I i typically don't entertain those conversations unless they're substantive but he brought it into the public discourse and as i said i'm trying to be very open-minded and 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 mindful of how I address this because I do appreciate uh, being able to discuss this with people who are going through it. Not that I'm discussing it with him, but you <laughs> right, know, as much right. of a discussion as you get through a discourse on a documentary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I was not convinced that that was the optimal parenting method um, that he chose. But I am I'm 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 very glad to to see that. Um, Zaya is, is healthy. I, I don't think that they've gone to any biological methods. Um, because my thing is, is that if your body's telling you you're a girl, then you don't got to do nothing. It'll turn into, you, you will turn into whatever your body is meant to be. Like your psychology might feel in all types of way, but your body can, will develop. Like that's not a thing. Like human bodies develop multiple genders in a single, but that's not a thing. Like that's just made up. Like, that is genuinely made up. And that's not to say that there's no such thing as a transgender person. I'm saying that you don't have multiple genders in a body. Like, that's a psychological thing. Right. You know, biologically, that's that's not a... You know what I mean? Like, there are very rare things they call... In, in biology, it's called supersex. If you have three sexual chromosomes, which cause some developmental differences, extremely rare. Like one in a billion, so it's not like there's a there's a community of these people who we need to be, you know, organizing around. Like they're individual cases that we should be very open to and helpful to. But it's not like you know what I mean. Like we got to start organizing society because there's a whole several hundred thousand of these people present who are being you know ostracized and hurt and, and that no. Right. Now there is a transgender community, which is a different thing altogether, 
who need to be respected and allowed to live their lives and, and not even just live their lives to live fulfilling lives, just same as everyone else. But let, let's be, let's be mindful to their struggle and not conflate it with other things. And you know what I mean? Because it creates a lot of confusion because there's a huge conversation to be had about sexuality, gender, identity, and the intersectionality of all those things. Right. You know what I mean? And so that's why the, you know, you got to be real open in this new paradigm that we're in because, you know, it was a lot easier when everyone just said, nope, 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 not entertaining <laughs> it. But, and, and I don't want to do that, but I also do want people to be genuine. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> that was, uh, that was a little social topic that I, I wanted to get back to. Um, you know, I was, I was thinking, um, in all of these these politics discussions, especially supporting Bernie as heavily as I do, um, one of the 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 flagship proposals he has is that healthcare is a human right, and I'm like, is that a healthy notion to to put forth in a industrialized nation like ours? Yes, you have the right to affordable healthcare. But by saying that healthcare is a human right, are you encouraging people to be flippant with their own well-being? Because I personally take my own health very much into my own hands, mainly because that's how I was raised. I was always taught, you know, if you want to be healthy, wealthy, and wise, you have to take hold of your of your nutrition and health and always be mindful of it. But um that's not doesn't seem to be a value that I, a lot of of people that I associate with they rather just live however they want to live and let the medical industry keep them alive and so by making that more accessible are we encouraging people to live worse because the thing is is that we're not providing them with a safe environment like like if you walk into your your average supermarket it it the food, not all the food you're going to get is, is healthy. Like there's definitely aisles you could walk down. And if you ate exclusively out of that aisle, you'd die. Facts. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's not like we live in a, you know, nutritionally sterile environment where there, everything is safe and you can just eat whatever you want in whatever proportions and your body will get the nutrition. And it's not, you know what I mean? So in that environment, you only learn to do the right things through danger. The things that make you, you know what I mean? It, it, it's like being in the wild. You know, you you learn to stay away from certain areas because they're dangerous. Right. And you learn to take care of yourself in certain ways because it's dangerous not to. Your body will break down. And if you take that danger away, will people choose to live healthier? And I don't know. In California, it seems to work. But I don't know if the rest of the country is is, is, is going to get with it. I don't know. I mean, uh, that's one of those things where it's like, if you were going to screw your body up with or without healthcare, we may as well have healthcare. Because there are people who are doing that now, as you pointed out. There are people who are letting their bodies waste away now. Absolutely. So I don't think that having the universal healthcare is going to encourage them to waste away further. Because at it's the end of the day... It's just going to keep day, them alive longer. Exactly. But... 
I don't know. That's if that's um <laughs> that's not so much the healthcare system so much as, as you pointed out the food system. You feel me? And again, mm-hmm. it's all it's all those things are not separate. It's all together it, designed to break you down. And, and a lot of the things that, that bog down the healthcare system, the insurance system, are like ER visits because people have heart disease and it's undiagnosed, and people have lung disease and it's undiagnosed, and people have. Uh, liver, kidney, you know what I mean? Organ failure, all of that comes from the food, mm-hmm. mostly, and the alcohol in our in our society. Like, that's a huge killer in our society is the things that we consume. And so all the healthcare industry is doing is keeping us consuming these things. That system ain't healthy. That system is going to just produce fat lazy people which it's doing really well but um, um, what 50 percent of americans in are places obese? where nhs already exists do we see people already doing that when you mean national health services yeah in which universal health care is already available do we see people allowing themselves to be wasted away because that's but did, those, those countries were doing well before that these are all countries like okay let's look at like france uh, sweden i believe these are all countries that have they don't have food industries like we do. Okay. They don't have like McDonald's on every corner and so much. And and their 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 markets aren't packed full of toxic food. You know what I mean? So their That's national fair. health services they weren't that they weren't dying in mass from dumb shit to begin with. So when their national health service kicked in, it was just they were mostly like break you know you know bodily harm injury type shit you know right, accidents right, right. things like that we're taking care of now mm. so if you got into a car accident it was you know your health and you know in the end i don't think that matters you know what i mean I don't, I don't think that's something that we really have to worry about because um even without the presence of healthcare, with or without healthcare, people are still gonna like. I, I do want people to be able to get affordable healthcare. I don't take for granted for the fact that I don't use the healthcare system. Like I only use it in a preventative way. I don't right. go to I don't go to the doctor because I have a cold. Right. I go to the doctor to check myself to make sure that I'm still healthy, type of thing. And so, I just. Because I do know that this healthcare for all, this Medicare for all is going to be a hard sell. And I don't know if that's the hill to die on. That's the only thing, that's the only reason why I wanted to address it. Because yes, in an ideal world, yeah, give everyone healthcare. I don't care. I I don't want someone to die on the street because they didn't have healthcare. But I don't also want that to be the crux in which uh, we end up with another Trump administration because people were mad about medicare for all and it's like is that really the hill to die on well i feel like those are two different arguments then <clears throat> well I don't, I don't know i think that um uh republican voters that we would need to sway from trump to to win on a bernie ticket if he was elected might not like the socialized health care idea uh they probably won't and and it's just the idea. They want the socialized health care. They don't yeah, want yeah, the yeah, idea yeah. of socialized health care. They want I mean, you to take care of yeah. them. Don't get it twisted. I get it. You're thinking about mental gymnastics of how to deal with their mental gymnastics, but good luck. Yeah. It, <laughs> That's all I have to offer with that. I, don't I just, know. It's just one of those things that it we need the health care because people 
don't aren't responsible for themselves. And I always we hate need that. The healthcare to save the people money because uh, insurance companies are robbing you. And oh yeah, and, and the medical industry is organized in a way to keep you sick forever and not actually help you. That's why. Yeah, it, the, the corruption of the insurance industry has made the medical industry flaccid, and so. The Medicare for All is the best way to reinvigorate the medical industry to not be beholden to the insurance industry. And so, yes, that that I do understand. But in in a in a world where we can get we can get tax reform, we can get campaign election reform, we can get, you know, we can get a, a, a foreign policy reform. I don't know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna like kill him for not getting the the the, the health insurance reform because that's a, that's a hard one man and I, and and yes i'm not saying that it's not important i'm just saying that's a real hard one he's a lot he'll probably have a lot better chance of getting us out of well i don't know the military industrial complex is another one don't want to mess with so i don't know how he's going to get us out of foreign entanglements <laughs> I, I <don't>... <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He's yeah. like, I don't know how he's gonna give up all this money that we be making. I I just don't know. But yeah, I guess let's move on into politics since I've already segued into that. More or less. Yeah. Um. Bernie is killing him. He, he he's setting himself up for another highway robbery. You know what I mean? He's got all of the delegates in his back pocket and Pete Buttigieg is gonna come in. And, <laughs> yeah, you better watch out with a with booty judge keeping them in your back pocket. This is the time to be vigilant. Feel me? But yeah, yo. So we have the Nevada caucus once again caucusing, which is a a outdated way because okay, caucusing came around before there was social media. Like really and truly, if the caucuses wanted to be like straight up, they would try to like get you know you could tweet your your response honestly like <laughs> there's just better ways start a facebook group do some there's just better ways start a a, a google doc you know what i mean but there's just there's there's way better ways in caucusing that are just that you could utilize very mundane um measures to to uh to facilitate and so that is what it is but nevada is caucusing and it's funny because the whole point of caucusing is for everyone to get together in a room say who they want to vote for, determine who, you know, the majority of people want. And if the majority isn't clear, you know, you get to realign, you know, it's a good way to, to, to socially, you know, decide amongst a group of people who you want to, to vote for. But in Nevada, most of the people are voting early, early ballot and they're mailing it in. So they're not even there to talk to them. <laughs> They're just skipping that whole Yeah, section. most of the people don't even want to take the three hours to caucus. And so it's like, okay, people are are, are foregoing the, the actual act of caucusing. Why do you guys even bother caucusing? Like, just turn it into a you? primary and have everyone vote when they're ready. And like, and that's the sad part is that it's really easy to vote. Like, fuck what you heard. It's not hard to set up a, a valid voting mechanism if you really want people to vote. Exactly. That's if you really want them to vote. Right there. And so, yeah. Anyway, but the, the Nevada caucus is going. There was a debate tonight prior to the caucus. Um, I don't know if it was prior to the caucus or after the caucus. But, um, yeah, it was the first debate that uh, Senator Michael Palpatine was on. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yo, I'm telling you, the Internet has failed me because why there is no Emperor Michael Bloomberg Palpatine memes, I cannot imagine. But, yo, Palpatine, 
yo, Bloomberg is the young Palpatine, straight up. Step He's about to take over the Galactic way. Senate and then the rest of Earth, bro. Execute Order 66. Bruh. Taking over the whole Senate. Bro, we better hide AOC. You know he's going after her. <laughs> That's funny. Bro. But um, yeah, this is the first time that that uh that Bloomberg was on the stage. I caught a couple of clips because, you know, I really did not like the 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 shenanigans that NBC was pulling. So to 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 divert all of the traffic to their website, they did not stream it on any of the streaming websites, and you can only view it through their website and i was like you know what no no nope, you're not going to strong arm me into giving you clips because i don't support your website so oh, yeah yeah that's for sure so I, I did hear a couple of clips off of it that carolina was able to find for me man pete Buttigieg just he was putting the bees on klobuchar um <laughs> biden was trying his damnedest um but yeah Bernie, of course, was doing Bernie. Bernie always gives he gives the most consistent performance you will ever see from a I am politician. Once again, winning this goddamn debate, I, yeah, <laughs> bro, ah, man. But yeah, so the debate uh, from what I caught of it, and I'll catch more of it uh, tomorrow, and then I'll give you guys an update on on some of the politics. But um, yeah, it, it, it was the first time that the candidates get to really like get a piece of bloomberg which was funny because you know bloomberg wasn't even on the nevada ballot <laughs> he's it's such a farce Both. it's such Both. a farce what this man is doing i just can't believe it he's not even on the nevada ballot but he's in the nevada uh presidential debate which is just it is very boss that's Yo. very boss like hey man rules are for y'all poor people bro when you got billions like i do you just buy the people who make the rules and they adjust them for and I thank goodness finally it looks like Klobuchar is um, falling apart because yo the View got a new fan man Sunny Huston I was unfamiliar with her prior to this but boy she's an African American lady who was a former prosecutor in New York I believe and um, she was uh, grilling Amy Klobuchar on the View and man she ended her like nah <laughs> nah I'm gonna have to watch that that sounds yes please dope. do no no please do it was an dope. amazing dismantling of her bullshit. Oh man, and 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 it, and she hit her with one of my favorite lines. As a mother of a black boy, you hurt. <laughs> you hurt my community. Like she hit her with it. I'm like, yes, yes. Do you not understand what you're doing to people, Amy? Do you not understand what you do? What you've done to people? Like, trust me, they try so hard to dis distance themselves from it. Oh, and so and yeah, like they don't notice. The view, man. I, I've always messed with Whoopi. I've always, I, I like Whoopi because even though I don't agree with her on a lot of things, I just, as a person, I can, I can rock with her. You know what I mean? And um, so, and, and boy, the the view. Gosh, one of the, speaking of things I don't agree with Whoopi on, like her and Joy Behar keep on going on about like we can't keep attacking Bloomberg, we can't keep attacking our Why own. Why not? But this is the thing, and 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 now this is how you know. That shit is topsy-turvy because they're over there. Megan McCain is defending black people against Bloomberg's racism. That's now you know funny. shit's gone all kinds That's of sideways. And so, and Megan McCain's over here schooling them. And I mean, like, and she's not even getting aggressive like she usually does when she's defending a wrong point. She knows <laughs> she's right. So she just keeps jabbing her. Like, like they keep walking to the center of the ring and she's like, Pat. Go back to your corner. Because <laughs> like, yeah, like, you, you can't defend Bloomberg. This is what happens when you guys trying to defend the indefensible. Mm -hmm. You look ridiculous every time you do it. So keep doing it. 
Feel and me? so we'll just make you look stupid every time. Yeah. So uh, Megan McCain was just she really like got a lot of social capital with her with her crowd there. But yeah, definitely a huge fan of, of Sonny Huston these days because I, I was unfamiliar with her prior to because obviously I don't consume the view very much. And usually when I consume it, it's Whoopi and Megan McCain arguing or Joy Behar saying some dumb. I'm really not a fan of Joy Behar. <laughs> She she doesn't she she's such a faux progressive, you know what I mean? Yeah. She's a she's a rich white woman, and so she's afforded the ability to not have to care about a lot of the institutional racism that hurts the people below her, and so she can say things like, "Yeah, of course I support black people, and I'm not racist." And you can say all those things because you're rich enough to never have to encounter any of those people, so no one will ever see you really be you know what I mean in a non-performative environment. They'll never, uh, uh, they'll never get to confirm or deny that. Isn't yeah, but yeah. So, so, so the view did a great job of of really kind of picking apart this Klobuchar myth that they're trying to put together that she's so strong. And then Pete Buttigieg was just pfft, giving her just shot after shot on the debate stage, um, and she's trying. And I don't know, man. Like she's got this like pluckiness that I, I just don't really get like she's like it's like she sees herself winning at a game that no one's playing <laughs> and so she That's keeps talking how about how winning. much of a winner she is and i'm like what game are you playing what game are you playing because i don't see all these w's you're putting on the board at all Bro, you're looking at the wrong board clearly i mean she's looking at a blackboard with invisible chalk you know what i'm saying you're looking at a a white dry erase board, two different things. Mm. Well, ain't no wonder I can't see her against the white dry erase board. Feel me? You need the wrong, you need different kind of glasses to see her. But yeah. I, I'm really interested to see um what what comes of this idea that that Warren's campaign is kind of campaigning with about criminalizing um criminalizing misinformation. Yeah, I'm so done with her shit. Bro, like that's such an extreme thing to do. Like no one likes the lies there. on Facebook, but like you can't criminalize you can't criminalize that kind of misinformation. All you could do is restrict it and say, "Hey, you you can't do that. We'll block you." But you can't criminalize it and now take people to court for it because then yeah, you're guilty. Because what you did to Bernie was exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> also, you took, you took a private info, you took a private conversation, which no one can confirm, made up some shit about it, and then totally invalidated the other person's account of that conversation. That sounds like disinformation to me. Would that not fall into into political lying and chicanery? It doesn't count when I do it. Mm, never counts when you do it. <laughs> I, I thought it was in the best interest of the country when ah, I did it. That's the danger, though. So that was the danger of them acquitting him on that on that stance. Is that now whoever's in that office can claim that it shit, up, bro? Because, bro, it's a presidential loophole. You everybody, everywhere has that loophole. You feel me? Hey, man, I was doing what I thought was in the best interest of the country. Of course, it's not going to work because you don't have enough money. That's a loophole that requires money for it. To for work. sure. Yeah, I can't wait to to hear the clips of of them attacking Bloomberg because he keeps on claiming like, oh, the stop and frisk could help lower crime. It's like, no, no, it didn't. The crime was already going down prior to that, and he stepped it up seven times 
what it was when Giuliani was mayor to no additional avail. I think they got maybe 800 guns out of the 600,000 stops that they did. More than all of the black people several times over in that area. I don't know, man. I I would go out on a limb to say that 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 uh Spotify and SoundCloud did based on his idea of keeping black people off the street to reduce crime. Spotify and SoundCloud did more to reduce crime than Bo- than Boomer did. <laughs> if the idea that keeping That's black true. and brown kids off the street is the way to reduce crime, then SoundCloud and and and, and Spotify did more than Bloomberg ever did to reduce crime in New York. Period. That that's my hot take on that. Bloomberg did not do anything to and to to lower crime, and that's like a dog whistle. It's like a litmus test when 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 white people come to you and you're like, yeah, but Bloomberg reduced crime. It's like, oh, you're a racist. <laughs> oh, I, my bad. I didn't know. Uh, thanks for pointing that out there. Appreciate that. Speaking of racist, thanks, um, Pete Buttigieg got fought, caught faking black uh, endorsements again. Nice. He went to a restaurant, nice. ate there, had a $90 bill, and then sent out an email blast that the restaurant owner was endorsing him. Right, because there's no way that anyone would ever... They'll never find this out. I'm the only one that has internet. Me and my followers are the Bro, only ones that have internet. He this is trying never come back so to hard to get that faux that to, to 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 create this illusion that black people will support well, you him. You know, I got hot sauce what? in my purse. Come on, man. That was a that, come on. That was a fresh line. <laughs> the fuck out of here. That was a fresh line. <laughs> no, but um, uh, no, but booty judge. He's already smeared black people as homophobic. When we just don't believe or trust you. And so you're never oh, going to win us over. That, oh, the reason why black people don't, don't like me is because they're homophobic? Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That was That's, his original you know thing. reminds me of? When that Charlie's Ages movie came out and they were like, if this movie doesn't do well, it proves that men doesn't like women in strong movie roles. So like... So you're basically just preemptingly setting up a straw man for when you pretty fail. much, and 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 that you know that 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 argument falls particularly dead with me because I have several recorded episodes where I'm sitting here talking about how much I love this. So it's like, come on, dude. I don't. Who are you talking to? Like, can you? Okay, More if you use whistles. that, if you use that argument with other people, can you just find another argument for me because it just falls completely flat dead with me. Like, I absolutely, I would love a movie of nothing but strong women. Trust me. I have no problems <laughs> with that. We're good. Just make a good one. Hey, man. Hey, all my can say, Jamaican have a female leader, and we have woman power with money. So, hey, hey, come talk to me. Come talk to me. You see me? <laughs> but, yeah, man. So, it, it's going to be a real interesting politics week uh, coming up. So, We'll we'll see how what the weekend brings with these uh, caucus results, with the with the debate results and so forth. But yeah, alrighty, I think that uh, we we did good here. We did good here. Just wanted to uh, do a little bit extra because I know last week I did a short one and you know want to bring more even keel approach to this week. <laughs> but yeah, alrighty, people. Hope you enjoyed. Always remember, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly do learn from. Thank you for joining us and have a great one. Peace. Thank you, easy. <laughs>